Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C-Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're here with me in the C-Space Studio at CES 2020. And I'm here with Danny Wright, the Chief Brand Officer of Adweek. Thanks so much for joining us here. James, thanks for having me. Okay, so what does it mean to be the Chief Brand Officer? It's a cool title. I know other people at CES and C-Space have that title, but I imagine it can mean different things to different people. Uh, it does. You know, I, I, I actually interviewed um, um, Andrea Millard, the Chief Brand Officer of Pinterest, and uh, my first question to her was, what does that mean? You know, I know what it means, but for those in the audience, like, can you explain what it means? I really, I actually didn't really know what it meant um, Well, now but, you know the secrets of my interviewing as well. So. It's, 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 a, it's a fantastic title, and uh, when I sat down with my CEO and, and we came up with it, you know, in my opinion, I've always been um, a brand ambassador, a brand sherper. You know, uh, I'm very kind of face, face forward with what I do, uh, producing events, hosting a lot of our events. And I thought, you know, this is a great way to kind of you know, just shepherd the North Star of Adweek, which is to help marketers be better at their job and the entire ecosystem that surrounds it. So that's really what I do. Um, primarily, I oversee events at Adweek, but also just making sure that our North Star is consistent in anywhere that Adweek or Brand Week shows up. And does that come down to kind of core values for the company, and what are those? That's exactly right. Um, in addition to how do we help marketers do their jobs better? Well, for one, we talk to them. We convene them quite regularly. We've got a number of different councils. We have a CMO council, an innovators council, which is you know kind of the, the layers just below CMO. Um, we have an Adweek advisory board, which is comprised of not just brands, but also the agency, some of the solution providers, the ecosystem that surrounds them. And then we listen. They basically tell us what they want to read, what they want to see, and the kind of experiences that they want to get when they interact with Adweek, and then we try to deliver on that promise. Is there something weirdly meta about being a kind of brand marketing person at a company that is serving uh, people who are doing the same kinds of work? Yeah, uh, weirdly, and, and but almost, uh, it's kind of like kismet, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just... It just works. We, when we sit down, we're, we're speaking the same languages. You know, we have a lot of uh, commonality and, and similar goals. And so together, um, you know, magazine and reader, you know, we can make a better experience for them and, and, and anyone else that's in the ecosystem. Uh, do you also have special insight on kind of advertising specifically as a media company? Uh, you obviously re- reporting on it, but you're also relying on it. So. What are the trends or what are the things that you're kind of most worried about or, or just interested in right now in that mm. space? Yeah, well, the, the current election cycle is a bit frightening. Um, frightening in, in, in the sense that it's become so unpredictable. Um, you know, we used to be able to measure and know outcomes. And there was a lot of measuring. There was a lot of predicting. There was a lot of polling, uh, you know, almost four years ago. And it's a completely different outcome than what we expected. I think maybe even what the current president expected. But um, now, you know, heading into 2020, I think a lot of that that nuance and uncertainty will come back. Um, you know, we've got 10 plus years of a bull market, and you know, we're not sure where that's gonna where that's gonna end up. But we are extremely positive about the outcome, um, the indicators, the indices. You know. They've been pretty positive. So we think 2020 will be as good of a year as 2019. And 2019 for Adweek in particular was a great year. But 
for the ecosystem at large, you know, for the entire advertising ecosystem, um, most things are, are trending upward, which is great. Now, as far as what we're really seeing, um, you know, some of the tried and true, the storytelling, um, influencer marketing, you know, kind of big buckets. Um, and then, of course, things that are powered by machine learning and AI, you know, very, very large buckets. And um, a voracious appetite for learning. You know, we've even created what's called the Institute for Brand Marketers. And uh, it's, uh, we've done this in partnership with IBM. And the amount of, of people, executives at all levels that have signed up to, to learn more and to really understand their craft and their trade at a higher level, um, we find that very encouraging. What's the biggest knowledge gap that marketers have in your experience when it comes to AI and machine learning? There's so much to learn there, and there's so much people might be afraid to even dip their toes in because it seems so complicated. Uh, well, that's the thing, right? It's, it, it's kind of like trying to climb the mountain and, and you know, start halfway up. It starts with the first step. Yeah. But it, it seems so daunting, uh, the whole idea of, of really kind of understanding how to process that much data and um, how to work with such you know, powerful uh, computers and, and then what, you, what do you do with that information. But really, you know, just step by step. And that's kind of what, um, what our institute teaches. It teaches the basics. And once you get through the basics and you've got a comfortability with the data, then you're able to take the next step and really trying to understand and master the subject. So the scariest thing is really kind of step one. Um, you know, it's similar with, with brand marketers who want to step out and create their own business. And you start thinking about all the things that you have to do, regulation, compliance, getting loans, raising money. Step one, just put your idea down on paper. And then everything else kind of plays out from there. Sometimes once people get a little bit of knowledge about AI, one realization can be that you don't necessarily have to be technical to be shaping the future of this field because some of the biggest questions are more fundamentally human, right? Mm -hmm. They're kind of ethical questions. Right. Are you seeing marketers starting to grapple with some of those ideas? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that, that's a really interesting point. Um, you know, it's one thing to have um, all of the data and the processing speed, but machine learning is all about trying to make the machine have a little bit more of a human element. Um, and there will always need to be, I think, there will always need to be, you know, humans involved to, um, to help provide that compass, um, you know, because some, uh, you know, some machine decision making might be a bit cold and not quite as, uh, you know, empathetic as you would want it to be. And, you know, that's where the human touch, the human uh, input will really make a difference. And, and we, you know... Uh, once again, with our, our partners, IBM, we are seeing a, a lot of that as they develop and iterate on the stuff that they're building, uh, building an empathy and building more like of a human touch into the whole decision-making process. We, we see quite a bit of that now. Another futuristic thing is AR, virtual reality. Mm -hmm. Maybe, is that as popular with marketers now? Are they thinking about, or is it, have we kind of gone through the trough of disillusionment, so to speak, to use the Gartner hype cycle analogy, and are we now coming out the other side where people are figuring out how to actually use this beyond it kind of just being a gimmick? Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, the re-emergence of uh, experiential and outdoor advertising. In fact, you know, this year we're going to create um, an outdoor advertising event with an award. Um, and I think a lot of that is powered by um, AR. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, um, <laughs> VR is, is, is amazing, but it, it's, it's so uh, siloed. 
you can do it with groups, but you know, you, you kind of have to be covered. And, and it's, if there's a person in the room wearing that glass, those glasses, that person looks yeah. kind of silly, right, compared to the other people that aren't. <laughs> yeah, he said it. <laughs> but um, but but it's not wrong. Um, but when you do something that's AR, uh, you know, and Pokemon Go was such a good example of this. I'm sorry, I don't have a more recent one, but uh, you know, it's. You feel like the community is involved. You, you know, you feel like you're really you're participating in something that doesn't have to take you out of the spectrum of what's real. Um, and so we're seeing so much of that with the outdoor advertising and the way you can interact with with digital billboards and the way that you can interact with products when they're on the shelves. We're seeing so much of that now mature, and the efficacies behind those programs are are getting much better. Diversity and inclusion, something that companies and marketers have been talking about for years. How are you seeing people really putting that into practice in 2020 in ways that work and maybe ways that don't work? Yeah, well, the first thing is switching that around. Um, inclusion and diversity. The diversity bit is it's not easy, but it's easier um, to basically build an organization um, that is more of a kaleidoscope. Um, but the hard part is, how do you get all of those voices heard? How do you get all of them a seat at the table? The, the inclusion is the part that's really difficult, and that's where a lot of the focus is happening now. Um, we have convened a, um, a DNI council at Adweek as well, and um, out of that conversation came a mentorship program. We had 100 mentees, almost predominantly in the C-suite, I'm one of them. And uh, over 300, uh, I'm sorry, 100 mentors, over 300 mentees apply mm. to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the mentors. And out of a lot of those conversations, we sum it up at, uh, at Adweek, um, the focus was, I'm in the organization, it's great to be here. I love that I see people that look like me at the higher levels and I'm inspiring to get there, but how do I make sure my voice is heard and I have a seat at the table? And that's what a lot of the mentorship is doing. So just by switching that around to inclusion and diversity, that's, that's helping to take a big step in, in, in making sure that we are well represented, particularly in our industry. Last question. Yes, sir. 2020, it is time to stop doing blank and start doing blank. Yeah. It, it's it's time to start stop talking about it and start being about it. I love it. Yeah. Danny Wright, <laughs> Chief Brand Officer at Adweek. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Networks.